What is up, everybody? This is Patrick C. Huerta. Thank you for checking out another episode of the Babacoa Core podcast. I very much appreciate it. Uh, as you know, uh, not only can you find the podcast on SoundCloud, but now we are also on iTunes, Google Play. And today I just recently realized, uh, just by doing a Google search, Google search, um, that I am also on CastBox. Uh, so check that out if you want. Uh, you know, you have various ways of listening to the podcast. Whichever way you choose, I do appreciate it. Uh, just want to give a quick shout out uh, to CB, uh, CBDB for all your CBD product needs. Uh, to learn more about the benefits of uh, CBD, uh, check out uh, mycbdb.com or uh, follow them on Instagram at mycbdb. Uh, on Instagram would be your best bet because they're always jumping on shows here and there or they're doing pop-up shops at random places. Uh, but follow those guys, find out what they're up to, where they're at, and uh, check them out and ask them questions about their, their products. Uh, I'm a big supporter. This, this show is a big supporter of CBDB, very cool guys. And uh, I enjoy the benefits of uh, CBD products uh, for pain relief or to relieve anxiety or uh, reduce uh, inflammation or for uh, cardiovascular health. Uh, plenty of benefits uh, for CBDB or plenty of benefits for CBD, uh, but check out the guys at uh, CBDB. Uh, also want to do another quick shout out for uh, Uglyhead for providing the intro and outro music uh, on this and every episode uh, of the podcast. I do appreciate it. Thanks, Jake of Uglyhead uh, for letting us use the music. Uh, check them out uh, on uglyhead.org or uglyheadmusic.com. Uh, one of those two uh, should get you there. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, Lyft. If you are interested in riding for Lyft, uh, you know, uh, Fiesta is right around the corner. Uh, don't drink and drive or just save money. Uh, don't don't hassle uh, with the parking or with the traffic. Uh, use Lyft. Uh, I drive for Lyft. Both me and my wife ride Lyft. Um, you know, it's it's easy. It's convenient and it's, uh, you know, it's affordable. But uh, if you have not tried Lyft yet, uh, use my referral code and you can get uh, up to $20. I believe it's $20 in ride credits. Uh, terms apply on that. But uh, if you haven't tried Lyft yet, uh, use my referral code. Uh, that's going to be uh, Patrick276070. So you could try it out. Uh, I believe it's twenty dollars in ride credits. I think they break it up into fives. Um, so anything over five dollars a ride, you know, they'll charge you that. Uh, but it's a good opportunity for you to try, especially especially if you live close by downtown, uh, but not you know uh, close enough to risk drinking and driving. Uh, drinking and driving is not good. But uh, try it out. Also, if you're interested in driving for Lyft, use that same referral code, and they'll set you up. And uh, if you do drive for Lyft using that code, we'll both get kickbacks on that. So you'll get a kickback as well as me on that. And again, that referral code is Patrick27070. Uh, 
6070. Uh, check that out. I appreciate that. Um, on this episode, I had a local comedian uh, out of San Antonio, Mr. Ryan Shields. Um, I, brought him, I brought him in. He agreed to sit down and, and talk some shit. He's a very funny guy. Um, I caught him a while back. I think it was back in December. And, uh, you know, and when I started this podcast, he was he was on the list of people that I wanted to get on. So I reached out to him and, you know, he came on down and he sat down. I didn't realize until we were in it that he doesn't like doing podcast or one on one conversations, small talk, I guess. Um, and uh, and also I didn't tell him that we we didn't start recording. You know, I like to get people in there and then just explain the, you know, the the purpose of the podcast, how I do the podcast, uh, let them know that it's unedited, it's uncensored. So if there's anything they don't want to say or anything they, you know, don't want to talk about, uh, we'll discuss that like pre-interview type thing. Um, but we were bullshitting and then I told him, OK, you ready to start recording? He's like, fuck, I thought we were recording this whole time. Uh, and that same thing happened when I sat down with uh, with Zahid too, you know, we were discussing and we were just talking about shit, got carried away with it. And then I said, okay, you ready to record? And he's like, fuck, I, you know, I thought we were recording already. So I'm going to start changing that. Just, you know, sit down, press record and start talking. Uh, but uh, it was still a good interview. I, I, I appreciate him coming down. Uh, we talked a little bit about his start and uh, he's going to be pretty busy in the next couple of, couple of weeks. Um, he, he announced his show dates on there uh, for San Antonio. I believe uh, he'll be at the Improv May 9th through 13th. Um, I think all the other shows will be uh, road shows out of town. Um, I think he's going to be in Seattle, and then he has uh, I want to say Corpus and Laredo. I'm not too sure, but um, I'm recording this right after the interview. Usually, I go back and I listen to the interview and I write down all the details so I can put in the and the show notes and all that stuff. But I'm doing this in this interview. I mean, this intro right after the interview. So, um, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter. I also put that, um, in the show notes as well, but you can find them, uh, on Instagram. He's at the Ryan Shields. And on Twitter, it's just at Ryan Shields. And he's on Facebook as well. Uh, just do the search on Facebook. Uh, but yeah, it was a good interview. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I think he he uh, relaxed and got into it a while back. I could understand. I mean, he, he says he has a thing about talking to one-on-one people. He's more comfortable talking to crowds. Um, I'm kind of the opposite, so it was a little bit weird. But uh even that being said, I, I still appreciate him coming in. Uh, I think we had a really good, uh, you know, uh, episode. I think it was a good episode. It was a good interview. It was funny. The guy's a funny guy. Um, so yeah, we we got through it, and uh, it was a good it was a good show. Uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, but check him out. Uh, you know, uh, if he's around town or whenever whenever he's going to be in town, check him out. Uh, I think his next San Antonio date is, as I said, at the Improv uh, at River Center. He's going to be uh, featuring there, and he'll be there from May 9th through the 13th. Uh, but check him out. And uh, thanks again for listening. And uh, here we go. Hey, 
What is up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Balakoa Core Podcast. Thank you for checking it out. Today, I am sitting down with the San Antonio comedian, Mr. Ryan Shields. What up? What's going on, man? Thanks for coming out. Thanks for sitting down with me. I cleared my schedule for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I cleared my schedule, too. <laughs> this, actually, this was my schedule. This is all I had to do tonight. I have a, like I told you, I have that party to go to tonight. Mm-hmm. It's a holiday party in March uh, at 10 o'clock. 10, wow. 10 to 12 uh, for a fucking holiday party. Last year's holidays. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, man. Uh, I've seen you around. Like I said, I, I saw you do a set at, uh, do the open mic at Oak Hills Taverns. And then that same week, you did like a showcase or it was like a, a fundraiser type thing uh, over here at the Brick at Blue mm-hmm. Star. Uh, and you have you have this bit about your dogs, right? I saw you, yeah. I saw you do it at Oak Hills and I laughed. Mm. And then I saw you do it at the Brick and I even laughed harder. Even though I knew the joke, I, I fucking mm-hmm. laughed harder. Uh, so hard, like I snorted type of thing. Yeah. Uh, it was fucking funny, man. So... I remember you since then. It's been, that was a while back. That was a few months back, right? That was like December or something, I think. Yeah, that was a while ago. It was a while yeah. back. But I've, I've known about you since mm-hmm. then. You know, I've, I've known that you were a funny guy. Uh, so, yeah, man, just introduce yourself a little bit. Like, how well, actually, you I want to tell you the story behind that, the dog joke. Okay. Um, I didn't, I didn't want to like, give it away. But, yeah, if you want to talk about it, that's cool. Well, I'm not going to say the joke because okay. people can come out and listen to me and buy my shit or whatever. And yeah, yeah. they can hear it. But. We were having this conversation. We were at an open mic. Uh-huh. We were outside just bullshitting. And I was only doing comedy for maybe like two or three weeks. So I was asking these other people that had been around for a while, what's considered clean comedy? Okay. You know, is it just not cussing? Is it, you know... The subject no, matter? Yeah. You know, and... They were going off about some stuff, and I was like, so basically, you just talk about your dogs and your cats, and that's about it. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. So I went home, and I wrote a joke about my dogs. <laughs> so that's, that's is, where that joke came from. Is it really that strict? Like, to, like I, I hear that, like, oh, he, he's blue, or he's clean, and stuff like that. Is it really that strict it, to be a... Uh, it, it can. Like, when we host at uh, LOL and the Improv... Which I'll actually be there May 9th through the thirteenth. May 9th through thirteenth. Check it out at the, at the improv. improv. I'll be hosting for Mr. Larry Garza. But um Yeah, when you host, it's real they get real strict on you about what you can say, what you can't say. The clubs or subject the subject matter, yeah. Yeah, because oh, okay. you work for the club. So you represent the club. Mm-hmm. You're not with a like if you travel, it's up to the headliner. Okay. You know, if you're on a tour you know, whatever the headliner says goes. But basically, whoever you work for mm-hmm. is the person that determines what's clean and what's not. So you just have to ask questions. You're just like, okay, I got a joke about this. I got a joke about this. Oh, yeah. I got a joke about this, you know. You pretty much have to break down your whole set. Pretty much. And they're like, oh, yeah. Or they'll be like, ah, I wouldn't, you know, stay away from that. You know, blah, wow. blah, blah. So, but, yeah, actually, uh, I did a, a benefit it was a uh, child abuse charity. That was an interesting show. Yeah, that has to be to have comedians like yeah. at because you think the subject idea, matter though? was like real. I mean, it, 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 I mean, yeah, I liked what they did because like they helped kids get yeah. out of abused 
situations, but like they go through all these kids that have been abused and blah, 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 the numbers. And then they show these videos and they're just like, oh. all, all this before yeah. you go. Up. Yeah. And then, and then as soon as they're done, they're like, are y'all ready for some comedy? Damn dude. <laughs> so we're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that's the gigs you do yeah. <laughs> when you're building a name. Just take what, like, I've got like six private events I'm doing this month. Oh, yeah. And that's pretty much all I'm doing until Laredo on the 28th, so. Yeah, see, you do a lot of, you do a lot of road work. You're, always, mm-hmm. like, you're in Laredo. I think I saw you do, uh, you were in Corpus. Are you yeah. going to be in Corpus? Yeah, I'm going to be in Corpus again um, with Eric Knowles. I was actually uh, with him out in San Angelo a few months ago, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to be uh, going to be down in Corpus again. Um, in Tyler, I'm gonna be in Seattle. So, yeah, I'm I'm all over the place, man. It's, it's That's crazy. Cool, man. When are you doing Seattle? Um, be in Seattle April 30th through the 4th, doing some shows out there, and then I'll be back in Corpus June 9th, and then back at the LOL Comedy Club the 12th through the 17th. So it's I I try to do as much work here but you know when you work for the clubs you only get maybe four weeks out of the year mm-hmm. between those two clubs mm-hmm. so it's up to you to kind of fill the rest of the 48 weeks of the year yeah you know to work and when you're hosting at the club it's nice but it's only like 180 bucks for the entire week oh wow yeah that's seven shows so that those shows don't pay the bills, but you get to meet headliners that come through. Uh-huh. You get to talk to people, get network. To, mm-hmm. So they'll see you and they're like, "Hey, you know, I got this other show coming in. You know, you want to do that when I come back or whatever. You know." So it. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, how, how'd you get your start, or how long you been doing it? Two years. Two years. Yeah, I started uh, about this time in 2016. I had just something I always wanted to do. Yeah. And uh, back when I was a young, well, it's a young teenager, but late teens, early 20s, I did voice work, and I went to some open mics and tried to do voices and stuff. And I just, I had a, actually had a chance to go out to L.A. and do some voiceover work. Oh, yeah. And uh, it just didn't work out. You know, the re- relationship I had at that time just wasn't going to allow me to move to California. Yeah. So I just stopped and uh, I don't know. It's something about turning 36. I was like, man, I, I, just, I need to try to do comedy. And I just walked in, did an open mic. People are like, oh, my God, how long That's, have you been doing this? And yeah. I was like, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What time is it? That's, that's how long I've been doing it. So, yeah, it was just, you know. Wow, that's funny, man. That sounds about right. Like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. 35, so I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? What am I doing now? So, yeah, yeah. I get that, man. So two years, uh, and you're already you're so busy. You're already traveling and, and booking yourself and yeah. stuff like that. You're yeah, hustling. I mean, if you write and you work at it, like you were talking about open mics, like why people go to open mics. It's like when I was first started writing, God, I was doing one and two open mics a night. Yeah. Uh, the very beginning 
and then I finally got the time that I have down to kind of what I need for what I'm going to do mm-hmm. right now. And yeah, I mean, you're good until something comes along. Yeah. You know, it's going to, you know, you still write. And after a while you kind of don't really need to open mic so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause you've got a lot of shows that you can, like you don't want to take brand new stuff mm-hmm. to a show and just do that, but you can slip it in. Mm-hmm. So you have more opportunity. You don't have to open mic. You can say, do your normal bits, throw in the new bits, see how it does, mm-hmm. but don't rely heavily on it. Just kind of throw it in. Mm-hmm. If it gets a laugh, okay, you gain more confidence with it, and you just go on to your other stuff. And then you can kind of build your act like that. You don't have to open mic. Yeah, Like, I'll go back to some of these open mics now, and they're like, oh, my God, I thought you quit. No. <laughs> just, <laughs> just don't come here yeah. as often. But and then some open mics you go to just because it brings a good audience. Like the LOL open mic, mm-hmm. there's always 30, 40, 50 people, audience members there. Oh, yeah. And then there's like 40 comedians waiting to go up too. So, you know, the LOL open mic is really the one where you'll see a lot of, you'll see headliners come out because mm-hmm. they get a good audience. So if it's, if it's got a good audience, then it's worth your time. Yeah. It's like doing a show. You know, you go up, do four or five, ten minutes, whatever. I did the showcase last night, did ten minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I slipped in some new stuff, didn't work, went right into the old stuff. <laughs> and I was like, all right. <laughs> but that's what you do, you know. You. But see, last night I was, but it was an open mic, so I kind of led with the new stuff, and it, it didn't work at all. Yeah. Instead of slipping it in. But, you know, when it's an open mic, you, you kind of have more, Less pressure to just go out and murder because people didn't pay to go there. Yeah, you know, but you know when people and they kind of know what it is. They yeah. kind of know this is where they come to work stuff out. Right, but when people pay to come see you, that's when you don't that's fuck the around. Pressure, yeah. yeah, you just bring your A game and do the stuff you know that works that you've done a hundred times before. Yeah, and you do that. You know, does that stress you out? Like, I, I mean, I understand. Like, it has to be like the nerves have to get going. Anyway, just going up, but like, do you, uh, I've like, never these been, people paid. I've never been nervous on stage. Never been nervous. I get nervous off stage, like, like right now. Uh-huh. I, I hate this. Really? I really do. I, I'm horrible at small talk. I don't like that interaction. Like, give me a crowd. I will speak to a crowd, but give me one person, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Wow. I just, I don't. This is not natural to me. I get that, yeah. Like I, I guess I'm the ex- all that stuff. We're just we're just well, you and not I. Not really room. that. It's just um, I guess I'm the exact opposite of most people. Yeah, because most people like to talk one on one to people, mm-hmm. and I can't. Mm. Like I would rather talk to a sea of people, million. I don't care. Okay, the number like that doesn't bother me. Yeah. It's like when the number starts dwindling, that's when it bothers me. So like a show where there's like ten people in the audience. It's, it feels like a conversation. It, it stops feeling like a show. Wow. And just starts feeling like, oh, I'm just trying to make conversation with these people. So I've, I've, I've seen a lot of those shows where it'll be like 11 people mm-hmm. like in, at an actual show, like not yeah. just open mic, an actual show. Oh, yeah. I've, so that, that would mm-hmm. freak you out. Dang. Well, see, that's yeah. why I wanted to do the, the, the pre-interview thing, uh, kind of like chip away at those nerves, but you're saying like, nah, no. No. That's, that's why I thought we were recording. I was like, you know. Yeah. 
we good. We almost <laughs> done. And you're like, all right, we're about to hit record. I was like, right, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, my, I, I'm, I'm still learning this too, man. Because like, you know, try mm-hmm. to introduce people, like introduce them to the whole like what I'm trying to do, the whole conversation yeah. thing. Like, so I was I'm going over dates and shit and I trying know, to be all, yeah. you know, precise. Yeah. I, I didn't know we were just kidding. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> messed this one up. But uh, yeah, you'll so, get over it, right? Yeah, do you yeah. ease into it or you're just like, you? I want this to be over with like type of thing? Like this right now, right, right here, right now. Pretty much just jump in, do it, get it over with, and then yeah. afterwards it's like, okay, now I'm good. I get that. I'm yeah. I'm, the, I'm the same way. I like, don't like small talk and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but... I did a podcast with a good friend of mine, Willie Olguin. He's out in Midland now. Mm-hmm. And at some point in the podcast, I can't remember exactly where it was, and I think he cut it out, mm. there was a good 45 seconds of silence. Oh, yeah. Because we just... Neither one of us knew where to go. Yeah, with the conversation, like I guess we had talked about something that was just, and we just got off on this tangent, and then we were done. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know how to quite get back to where we were before we went off. So we were yeah. just like, "This is good podcasting." So <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, uh, and I try to keep it like a conversation type of thing because I mean mm-hmm. we never met before. I don't, I don't know you. Yeah, but uh, I mean I've, I've seen you, so that's why I invited you on. But like the first one that I did uh, with with Josh Kabaja, I had a list of questions, you know, mm-hmm. like okay, let's ask, and it just sounded so like interviewee, you know. Yeah, I don't. It is an interview, like getting to know you. Hopefully, whoever listens to it, like, will mm-hmm. pick up on some of your stuff or go check you out yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, but I didn't want it to be like, all right, next question, yeah. next question, all that stuff. And I, I'm also, it's probably not great that I'm in trying to be in show business, but I don't like talking about myself either. Yeah. Which is weird because, like, when you do these, you're supposed to talk about yourself. Yeah. So, and some people just love to talk about themselves. They're like, "Oh, I'm just so fabulous, and I just do this and I do that." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, you know, I, I make people laugh sometimes." You yeah. Know? It's just that simple. I just yeah. make people laugh and stuff like that. You know, it's. I'm probably I should try to church it up a little bit more, but. No, I mean, which is whatever you feel you comfortable know, with. What I'm, What do you like talking about? Not yourself, but like, what could you talk for hours about? politics probably yeah yeah i saw that i saw that you you ran in in 2014 i did i was a libertarian congress yeah. uh nominee got twenty seven thousand votes yeah hey. twenty seven thousand. yeah that's still pretty good i guess i, I mean, mean I the know. guy that won got a hundred thousand so yeah you know he was two-thirds better you just than me focus but, you on know. Your numbers, though. <laughs> focus on your numbers and that sounds impressive when you yeah. add everybody else's you're like well, <laughs> yeah fuck that's it <laughs> Uh, so, are you still involved in politics? Or do you not as doing? much anymore? Because I work for the city, and you're not allowed to be yeah. in heavily involved in politics when you work for. Well, the I city. think it's it's frowned so, upon, but everybody still has like their politics. Yeah, and all yeah, stuff. yeah. I'm like I'm I'm still, but I'm not as active as I would be if I didn't work for the city. Yeah, you know. So that they, they, I don't really want to test the limits of what they're going to accept because mm. I like my pension. So. Yeah. I don't get rid of it. That's so. So politics, you like talking politics, just not at yeah. work and all that stuff. Oh, I'll talk about it at work. They nobody wants to talk about it anymore, though. Yeah, it's. But see, I'm a libertarian, so I don't like what anybody's doing. So yeah, right? I can talk about anybody really if you want to bitch and complain about yeah. something. But it's like you don't really have a side right now. Like you're you're disappointed at both sides, and there's both yeah. sides and all that stuff. 
Yeah. Like people now, like they just they pick a side, and whether they whether it's good or bad, like mm-hmm. they're still gonna fight with it. They're gonna go down with yeah. the shit pretty much. Yeah, I've tried doing political jokes and shows, and if you pick the wrong audience, yeah, you never know. You don't you, know. You until really it's too don't. Late. You really don't. And until if you say late. something, and you're like, "Oh my god." I said something about Trump, and every person in this room probably voted for him. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, I just screwed myself for the next 30 minutes, so <laughs> let's try to dig myself out of this hole. Yeah. So Bring up your dog. Yeah. There that's you go. pretty much what I do. And they start laughing, and I'm all right, okay, all right. Yeah. That's kind of what I did last night. I tried to tell some Trump jokes, and they didn't laugh at them. And I was like, all right, yeah. well, y'all want to know about some dogs? <laughs> So that's kind of kind of what you do, really. Yeah. So but, do you do you set yourself up like that? Like when you when you have a, a set or a show or whatever, do you have like a set list? Like let me talk about this, or here's an exit strategy if this bombs or on stuff, or do you just go out there and just wing it? Just you have ideas set and then you just shoot from the I, type well, of thing. You set a show up usually by like the first thing you say to an audience member, like if you're headlining. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll say something like if I want to start talking about marriage, I'll say, you know, look at this guy. Look the look on his face. He doesn't look happy. He's probably married. And then, <laughs> you know, like you started on marriage or, you know, you, you, you pick up on certain things that you can say to lead you in mm-hmm. to what you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, it's your show. So you can talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about. So yeah. you just have to find a way to, or if you just want to be like, hey, let's start talking about me. Mm-hmm. And then probably one of the dumbest things I've ever heard, and you hear it all the time, is a comedian will grab the mic. They'll say their name. Mm-hmm. And then the next words out of their mouth are a little bit about me. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't know what it is, but. Famous comedians will do that. Yeah, like that's you just, just all. Just they, go. Just watch some Netflix, and then you'll you'll see it. Yeah. No, I know exactly. You, what you'll see that. Yeah. You'll hear those words. Yeah. A little bit about me. Yeah. I'm a Pisces. Blah blah blah. Or you know, just some bullshit. And yeah. I'm like, God. You too. Yeah. But. Do you, uh, what do you think about characters? Comedians that do characters. Do you have anything against that? You mean like Larry the Cable Guy? Sort of. I mean, like, yeah, he was a character, but uh, more annoying characters. Like, I don't, I don't have one mm. off, off mine. But, like, I've seen people that they come out and you, you it's obvious that they're a character. More often than not, like it. it is more obnoxious than it is funny. Yeah. Sometimes it works. You're taking the focus away from any yeah. joke. Anything funny you're going to yeah. say, you're taking the focus away from it by acting like that. If you're, if you can sell it, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have no clue that Larry the Cable Guy is a character. Yeah, when they I heard, I heard him no do an clue. interview, a recent interview and stuff, I was like, he don't talk like I, you know, like, like no, I remember. He's got a fucking master's degree in like sociology. Nobody would know. But you're like, oh, that's the guy that fixes my truck. Yeah. Uh, no, that's no. But he's worked twenty something years before you ever saw him. Oh, yeah. On that character, mm-hmm. and that's what open mics are for. Mm. And that's usually about the amount of time you have to put in comedy before you actually get like a Netflix special or people start to recognize you. It's about 20 years. Mm -hmm. 
give or take. Some people have been doing it fuck longer than that and still haven't gotten anything. So yeah, yeah. But that I mean, in case people are wondering out there, how long it takes to become a famous comedian? Twenty years. Twenty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I mean, not Netflix, but do you have anything like recorded or any like CDs or like any live albums that you have? Not yet. I you am, have anything in the I am, I am going to be working on a, a couple things uh, here locally. I'm going to be doing a uh, CD, and I've got the book we were talking about. I don't even remember if we were recording when we were talking about we it. We weren't but, recording, but yeah, uh, okay. let's talk about your book. Yeah, I got a book coming out. Uh, it's a bit that I do. Uh, it's called White Basketball Shorts Do Not Hide Directions. <laughs> that's that's the name of the book. So it's a. Uh, yeah, like I said, I was doing the joke, and somebody asked me, hey, do you really have that book out? Where can I get it? And I was like, I, I don't have one. Yeah. And enough people asked me that I was like, I should probably write a book because yeah. people are starting to ask me for this. And I just thought it was some kind of asinine joke that I was doing. Yeah. And apparently in, enough people are, thought it was good enough to buy it. So I was like, well, if you want to buy it, I'll make it so I can sell it to you. But, you know, it just... It just it's taken me a while to figure out exactly how I wanted to do it. Yeah. Because it's not that long. That, like I mean, there's the, 10 chapters and there's very few words. Yeah. So I had to figure out a way to try to sell somebody a book that's probably got less than a thousand words in it. Yeah. There's books out there that like where you, you suggest to them like you. OK, you make a list. You know, you give them like a little I did see, and you go like, okay, now you make the list. So this, put the work on them. This one book, I, uh, somebody at work gave this. Well, they didn't give it to me. They just showed it to me. They got it as a gift. Mm-hmm. And the cover of the book says why Hillary Clinton would make the best president in the world. <laughs> and when you open the book, it's 350 blank pages. Yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> this dude sold millions of copies of this book it's yeah. a gag you buy yeah. it as a gag but millions of people bought it yeah and it's blank pages he wrote a cover that's it yeah so good, good for him man i mean shit yeah that's after a, i saw that i was like you know what i could probably do I, I my could, book. I could do this <laughs> i could do my book now i mean it's not blank pages yeah <laughs> so because yeah, I I heard you do that that joke, and then I believe that you did have. I mean, everybody believes that you really have this book. Mm-hmm. So you're like, well, if you believe it, I'll do it. Yeah. So I mean, if people are and asking that shirt for too, it, you said you have a shirt too. Do you really have that shirt? That uh, wide long or that double? Oh, the double long. The double long. Yeah, I I, I did make that shirt. That's a real thing. Yeah, that's a shirt. See, it says double long on it. And that one, that was pretty funny mm. too. But that's the thing too. I'm I'm gullible as fuck. So if you tell mm. me, you know, oh, I got this or I got this book, you just, I, I believe yeah. it. That's why I I hate uh, April Fool's Day. Oh really? Fucking hate it. Well, it's on Easter this year, so yeah, that's ridiculous. Which I was telling my wife, I was like, you know what? Wouldn't it be awesome if the first Easter really was on April Fool's Day? because <laughs> that was like the best april fool's joke ever jesus was like ah gotcha yeah. that that's funny man i didn't so, think about that and he started because i don't even know how it fucking started but it's fucking ridiculous i hate april fool's day because mm. i'm because i'm gullible I, yeah. believe, I believe everything and i i don't do those jokes anymore just because 
I take them too far. Yeah. So like I would call somebody up and be like, man, what happened to your dad? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? I just heard he died. Yeah. They'll start crying. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Then you'd be like, nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't. That's a rough one. I'm just, but that's kind of where my mind goes. Yeah. Like that's, I get, I don't know, jaded or bored with shit so often that, I guess that's kind of why some of my stuff is a little, I guess a little offensive. It depends on how you take it, but I don't, I think if you want to be offensive, you have to be really offensive. Yeah. Like if you're just kind of half-ass offensive, people just assume you're a douche. Mm-hmm. You know? They're just like, okay, well, that's what he believes. But you don't do it on purpose. You don't purposely try to offend anybody. It's just like, these are the jokes. Or do you? I purposely try to make people understand that it's a fucking joke. Yeah. Like, I've gone so far. You can't believe that this is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if you think this is actually what I think, then you're probably just stupid. But today so, it's just so hard to like be- know what to believe and stuff, you know? So people yeah. people will just believe but, what they tell you, or yeah, w- what you're telling yeah. them. Yeah, so that's why I kind of, I try to go even further than what would Take be it considered. so far that they'll realize. Yeah, that they I'm have to realize that this is absurd. Yeah. And, you know, and that's where I find the comedy. Yeah. You know, when you hit them with that line that they're just completely not expecting. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to wait. I pause a lot. Yeah. Because I'll say stuff and I'll wait for Because it, it really happens. And I'll watch the sea of people start to get what I just said. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll say it quick and I don't want to just move on. Mm-hmm. I say it quick and then I wait. Because you got it takes a while for them to yeah. understand everything you just said. And then they're like. Compute it. And then, oh, there it is. Yeah. That's the joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did it, I mean, was that always your style, or did you have to learn that? No, actually, that's kind of the way I started doing it, and it's just worked. Yeah. So, but, you know, I've, I've been doing speeches in public since I was 12. Mm. So 12? Yeah. What were you doing speeches about at 12? Like UIL, public speaking things in oh, school, okay. and ran for, I was always class president, student body president. Oh, yeah. FFA president, bullshit like that. So I was always giving speeches and, you know. Like I said, I, I love talking in front of people. Just not talking to Just a person. Just not talking to people. No, I, I yeah, get Yeah, if it's now. like 20 or more, I'm good. Yeah. I'll I'll talk all night long. But. That's so weird. Because I, I, I would think, because I, I don't, I mean, yeah, I'm doing this, but. I like to have real conversations, like you said, like uh, small talk. I don't think this is small talk, but like I hate small talk with people, especially people mm-hmm. that like I know and I see on a regular, and we, we still get together and do small talk. Like, are we really doing this bullshit? You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're gonna talk about the weather, dog. Like, I've known you for ten years. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so that I don't, I don't mm-hmm. like. But most people like they don't like doing crowds. Mm-hmm. But you're like, I'd rather give me a crowd, yeah, or n- nothing. Yeah, and see, my wife is that social butterfly. She'll go and talk to anybody. Yeah. And it bothers her how much I don't like talking to people. No, I get that. Because, yeah. like, my, uh, this last winter, uh, my brother lives in North Texas. His pond froze. Mm-hmm. So he calls me, and he's like, hey, pond froze. I was like, ah, oh, cool. He's like, no, you're like, you can skate on it. I was like, sweet. Mm-hmm. All right, bye. Okay. 
My wife's like, who's that? I was like, my brother. What's he doing? Oh, his pond froze. Okay. Well, how's he doing? <laughs> I don't know. Well enough to make a phone call and tell me his pond froze. Yeah, That's That never came up. You know? <laughs> but yeah, it just shit like that just gets to her. Like my best friend from high school got married. Uh-huh. And I was telling her, you know, when it was, where we had to go, what I was doing. Yeah. So she's like, okay, so we're going to go to Austin, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, you're a groomsman. Yeah, I got to go get all this. Okay. Did he get a divorce from his first wife? I was like, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, he's getting remarried, so. Yeah. She's like, y'all didn't talk about it? No. Well, remarriage doesn't mean that he got a divorce officially the first time, you know. People get people do it all the time. Yeah, but you're assuming though, so yeah, you know. I would assume so. He's divorced. Yeah, I mean, if you were going to somebody's wedding and you knew they were married before, you would just assume that they got divorced from the first person. Assume, yeah, without needing to ask them. Yeah, I don't. I don't go to second weddings though. I don't do second weddings. And you know, I didn't go to his first wedding, so yeah. So yeah, that doesn't yeah. count. And uh, I also do like. Uh, I'm an ordained minister, so I do people's weddings, and it, yeah, I feel responsible for them if I like if they if it doesn't work out. So is that why you don't do a second wedding? No, I just because well, you're like dearly beloved. We're here again with Troy. Yeah, <laughs> little bastard couldn't keep Hillary happy, so now yeah. he's with Megan doing the whole death to you part again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you look pretty alive to me <laughs> till death to you part or Troy cheats again. We know how Troy is. Yeah, no, I just don't. I don't like going to weddings. Like to begin with, oh, yeah. So I just use that as an excuse, like, oh no, they're not serious. This is a second marriage. I'm not wasting my time. Mm-hmm. I got dressed up last time. Well, if fifty percent of all marriages end in divorce, yeah, fifty percent of that person's marriage has ended in divorce. So, so there's a good chance that I don't, I don't have to go to one, another one. You think the second one would be good? You think? Yeah. Well, there's some people who've been married a while. Yeah, but I've got four, so I can't say much. You've done four? Yeah. See, that's that's a lot. Yeah. One was enough for me. Well, I mean, I'm still I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm still married. Getting myself. She doesn't trouble. listen to your podcast, does no, she? No, she doesn't. <laughs> one, she, and I'm done. I'm does. done with this one. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, I told her I was like, oh, if anything happens, you know, like she's like, you're not allowed to remarry. I was like, no, I'm fucking not remarrying. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm gonna date. And she's like, no, you're not allowed to. I was like, all right. We're not going to start a fight about being divorced. You know, we're not going to fight, fight What about I'm that not shit. allowed to do? Yeah. God. Uh, it sounded like she was giving you a reason to divorce her, like right then and there. No. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's testing it. She's always testing me, you know, all that stuff. You are so up in my ass that you're going to try to tell me what we're going to do when yeah. we're divorced? Yeah. And you think I'm going to listen to you <laughs> then? Uh, and we're fighting about uh, me not listening to you now. But see, this is also the reason why I've had four. So I don't. Four? That's so. Yeah. That's so many. Like, why would you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you can talk about that if you want. But that, that just seems to me that just seems like a lot. My cup is always half full. What does that mean? I'm an optimist. Four. I really think you know it's going to be different oh, this okay. time. I've yeah. never heard that fourth time is a charm, though. Usually, it's third time. It's a not. Charm. It's really not a charm. Well, not not for you. I mean, no, not, not with marriage. No, just no charms really at all. Yeah. Just, well, that's yeah. Good. well, how long has this fourth one been going? Fifteen years. Oh wow, man. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, I packed a few of them in. Just uh, boom, boom, were, boom, got yeah, over they were with back and to then... back. 
I got married when I was 18, divorced when I was 22. Why the fuck would you get married when you're 18? Uh, she came with land. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Uh, Seriously. like Can't be mad about that, man. I know. I took her virginity, and her dad gave me 40 acres and some cows to marry her. And I was like, all right. And some cows? God yeah. Damn. I was raised by my grandparents. I was like, this sounds right. Yeah. This is how we do it. Yeah. It's, so, like, a, it's like a game show you turn on. Is this a good deal? Yeah. And they're like 40 acres take and some it, cows. Yeah. That's that's fine. That's did really, you, well, you have to give, did you the, have to get the cows back and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. She, uh, the cows didn't come with the divorce. They kind of stayed with her. Y'all split her in half? No, nah, it, it was still in her dad's name. Oh, wow. I was young. I didn't know so anything 18, about deeds man. and shit like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then again, my second ex-wife was at my first divorce hearing, actually. <laughs> um, she was there. We got married shortly after that. And then about a year and a half later, she ran off with a short order cook that she worked with. Well, see, that's not that's not your fault. Like to to me, when I heard, it, I thought like it was always something like you kept. All right, it's time for a divorce. So that second one doesn't count. You get a wash for that. Yeah, one. but was that the second one or the third one? No, that was the second one. Okay, so that, that's was, a wash. Yeah, yeah, but that one still kind of stung because he was oh, like, I'm sure, yeah, he was like this short hobbit looking guy, mm. and I was like, really? Can you cook? Really? Fuck yeah, I can cook. Oh, so see, but it's not it's not the cooking. No, fuck. That's, I didn't get it. That sucks. Yeah. But. So that was a year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got then you dumped back for a hairy it. midget. And then I met my third wife, who was fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, she damn near proposed to me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I rode that out for about eight months. Even that was almost a year. Yeah. Almost a year. Yeah. But she was a horrible person. Mm. But, God. <sighs> so, mm. number four, 15 years, number four. Yeah. That's good, mm. man. Sounds like it's going to last. Mm. I, I mean, I tried to settle down, you know. Yeah. I mean, Just, it wasn't always you. I mean, like like I said, when you first told me, I was like, God damn, this guy's a fucking dick. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it wasn't always For the you. most part, it was me, though. I'm not going to lie. It, I yeah. haven't always been the easiest person to get along with, but yeah. a little stubborn. She's like, you, you know? don't talk to me. I was like, well, give me a crowd. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. You're not enough people for me. You're not <laughs> enough people for me. <laughs> give me 18 more wives and we'll have a discussion. Yeah, man. So. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, like uh, the whole, uh, I don't know, never mind. Uh, so that's cool, man. Uh, see, this isn't that hard. I think this is a good conversation, right? Yeah. Uh, you're doing okay. We're almost done. Uh, last thing, I guess. Do you have, because you've been doing it for two years. Mm-hmm. And you said, like, you when you try to do, like, Trump jokes and stuff, they kind of backfire on you. Is there anything that you've done or any, like, joke that you were so kind of proud of, I guess, that uh, you look back now and you go like, what the fuck was I doing? Like, why the fuck did I do that? Embarrassing. Kind of mm. makes you, you know, shudder to think and stuff oh, like that. Man, I am very egotistical. It's, it's a bad question to ask me. Yeah. Don't ask me about my flaws. No, I just like them all. But uh, 
Pro- I will say there's a joke that I tell, and it usually gets a laugh, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate the joke. I hate that I wrote the joke. Yeah. But it's um, actually it has to do with my dogs. It's the it's a tag to my dog jokes, and mm. it's a stupid joke that I tell people. And after I do the dog jokes, I'm like, oh, speaking of pets, you ever fart so loud you scare your pets? <laughs> I'm like, it happened to me once. That fish didn't see it coming, jumped right out the bowl. <laughs> so see, it's I hate that joke. I fucking hate it, but it's a good one. Yeah, it gets a laugh. It's silly. Yeah, you it gotta, is. You got to throw those silly ones in there. Yeah, that's not bad. So. And then I follow that one up with, have your pets ever farted so loud they scared you? Mm. Then I talk about Ollie Barka scaring me, calling me an infidel. <laughs> and then the last part is, you ever fart so loud your neighbor shot at you? <laughs> and then I go into that and it's, oh, I can't, I hate that I wrote it. I really do. Yeah. Because it's attached to my name. Yeah. But it gets a laugh. So I'm like, well. Mm. It's it's like the book. I didn't want to write a book. I wanted to write a joke about a book, mm-hmm. but people wanted to buy this book, so now I'm writing a book. So it's like you know, it should be fun though. It's and it's, it's the market, you know. It's yeah. people want it, so you do it, yeah. you know. So that's cool, man. Uh, thank you again for coming on. How do people get a hold of you? How do, how do people find out what's going on? Because I know you got a lot of dates and stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, you can go to Facebook. Uh, just go to Facebook page and type in Ryan Shields. Uh, you can go to Twitter. I'm at Ryan Shields. Mm-hmm. First Ryan Shields on Twitter. Mm-hmm. What? What? No number one. I, no. I know. I ain't like underscore. Ryan Shields. Hot sexy twenty two at underscore. No, just Ryan Shields. You on tried Twitter. that one first before you just went Ryan Shields, right? I just actually I didn't even know what the fuck Twitter was. I just signed up for it. I saw it. I signed up for it. This was like way back before Twitter was even a thing. It was just brand new. I still don't know. So how it came Twitter. up. I'm on there. I, I signed in at Ryan Shields. Boom, got it. Yeah. Didn't know what the fuck that meant. So probably four or five years later. Mm-hmm. Because apparently Twitter is not like MySpace where they just wipe your shit out. Mm. I went back to Twitter and I it was I typed in my email address and they're like, "You already have a Twitter account." I was like, "Really?" Mm. I was like, oh yeah, that is what I signed up for. And I just typed it in and I was like, "There it was at Ryan Shields." I was like, "Man, <laughs> screw you, other Ryan Shields out there that were all <laughs> bucking and on Twitter and really wanting to get that at Ryan Shields and yeah. I'm over here just sitting on it, not doing a damn thing with it." So. But yeah, I did not do that with Instagram. I am at the Ryan Shields because Ryan so, Shields was taken. Or yeah, I kind of I slept on Instagram. I yeah. didn't. I didn't jump on it. That's the place to be now, man. Everybody's pissed at Facebook, and then I don't like a lot of people don't use Twitter around here. I don't know. You get like banned from these things too easy. I don't know. I see. I don't know what people are doing, but I'll see them. They're like, yeah, I'm out of Facebook jail, or yeah, my Instagram account got shut down because. You can't show yeah. like butts or tits or nothing like that. I think it was it's mainly like obscenities with the people I know, but yeah, um, I, I wouldn't want to look at a whole lot of comedians' butts. But they're funny. It's funny though. If, uh, if you, oh, <laughs> don't like putting the butts I to just, the names oh, to the faces. I just, yeah, I just started trying to imagine a few of them, and it wasn't good. So yeah, yeah. So anyway. At the Ryan Shields is Instagram and Ryan Shields on the fan page on Facebook and then at Ryan Shields on Twitter. So cool, man. Well, good luck. You're yeah. going to have a busy April. That's when you start. You head out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. April. 
I got a bunch of uh, private gigs this month, and then uh, the end of April, I head out to Seattle. But before that, I'm in Laredo, and then right after that, I'm back in Corpus, and then I've got a few TBA things that are maybe kind of pretty big. And in May, I'm filming my first commercial ad. So, oh wow, that's good, man. Yeah, so that's gonna be cool. I can actually tell people what it is after I film it. That'll yeah. be nice. <laughs> it it's re- it, oh God, I hate commercials. It really makes it sound like it's way more important than it is. Cause, it's a big thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't tell people. Like, I think it was Big Al. You know Big Al Gonzalez? I know of him, yeah. I think he did a Taco Cabana commercial. Mm-hmm. I think it was Taco Cabana. It could be something else. Don't, don't hold me to that. Mm-hmm. But, like, he couldn't tell us until after he shot the commercial mm. that he was going to be in that commercial. He was just like, I got this commercial. We're like, what is it? Well, I can't tell you. Yeah. So I get a call today, and these people are like, hey, we'd like you to do a commercial for us. You know, it's going to be in May, and, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to have a little bit of makeup there, but, you know, you're a guy, so don't worry. When you do commercials, you won't have that much makeup on, and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. They were going through all this shit with me. I'm like, but you can't tell anybody, you know, until after we shoot the commercial. And I was like, really? Yeah. It's a commercial. Mm-hmm. It's not like not going to give away the plot. Eighth season of Game of Thrones or something that I'm on that yeah. I'm just, you know, spoiling it for Spoiler everybody. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but for whatever reason. Anyway, so look for me on television after May. Yeah. <laughs> and you will definitely recognize the commercial. It's, you see it a lot, so you'll see it. Well, that's Trust good, me. man. Looking forward to that. It'll be hilarious, I think. Yeah. It, to me, it, I think it's going <laughs> to be hilarious when I see it. But So, yeah. Cool, man. Uh, Thanks a lot. Uh, And we'll check back with you again. All right, brother. Cool, man. All right. See you.